you are tuning in to Red Zone Coffee Talk with your host, Tim. And Zachary. And I'm opening up a fresh Coke Zero. One second, sorry. We're not sponsored, but I uh, just wanted to... Oh, nice. Mm, good slurpage. Um, man, man, that's an unfortunate phrase to start off with. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we are back after some more NFL football. Um, and we had uh, this weekend, or not this, yeah, it was this past weekend, um, was an interesting situation for me, Zach, you know, as a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. There have been many times where I have, you know, come home from church and like I'm a post-church nap kind of guy, right? Like I love taking a post-church nap, but my Browns play at one o'clock usually. So sometimes I will forsake the nap and watch the game and then go to whatever I have Sunday night. I'll go a little tired so I can watch the Browns. Um, but there have been many a times where I'll start watching the Browns and it just doesn't look good. And I'm like, man, this isn't worth it. And so I'll take the nap and wake up. We lost. Okay, whatever. And that was this what I was expecting this weekend. I It was the third quarter. It was not looking good. I was like, this isn't worth it for me. I was like, I'm tired. I've got youth group tonight. Like, I don't know if um, – I don't know if this is worth it. Um, and so I laid down and fell asleep. And I woke up full expecting to a loss. And I woke up to text of like, did you see that? What a, what a play. What the heck? And I was like, what? And I found out we won in a comeback victory. So that was, that was a new experience for me. Uh, yeah. Usually it's the other way around for me is when I'm unable to watch it because of something going on in our church. And then Tim will text me. He'll be like, dude, are you watching this? And I'm yeah. like, no. But this is the first time probably that. It was the other way where I texted Tim and he had not seen it. So I'm glad you got had, to wake up. You woke up I to did. a good surprise. It was it was a good surprise. I was sad that I didn't I that I was unfaithful. I had to I I did give I did send up some Hail Marys to Stefanski as for mm. forgiveness for my, my lack of faithfulness. Um but I was weak. I was tired and um I did watch the highlights, so I, I got caught up. But um yeah, Browns got another win, pulled out a gutsy one. Um, it was great against the Bears, uh, and I, I think it's official. Um, Joe Flacco should be the MVP. I think I think that's the answer. You know, we've been worried about who should win MVP. I just think it should be Joe Flacco. Uh, yes, he should. If the award started three weeks ago, he 100% should. Yeah. No doubt. Um, no, but all to say, he has been uh, playing insane. We were just talking about this before we started recording. Um He's like, there's a, a list of like, you know, quarterbacks in their first like four, was it three starts or four starts with a new team? Like he's like fourth on the list in passing yards with like almost a thousand, um, which I, I don't think is what anyone had in mind when we signed him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when we signed him, I think the plan everyone thought was, okay, veteran experience will lean on the run game. He can deliver some passes. And he has, over these past three three or four games, he has had, like, it was, like, 49 passing attempts, 47, and, like, 49 again. Like, he's throwing the – Joe Flacco, who's 38 years old, is throwing the ball 50 times. Yeah, he's got to be sore, and I would think. And it's working. Like, I don't – that's what's working. The running game has not been there, and for some reason the passing game is working. But, like, that's wild to me. 
Like he's had probably more pass attempts than these three. They, I'll bet they expected him to have 150 pass attempts the rest of the season. They're like, you're going to do over these next six games, you're going to put in, you know, 20 passing attempts each game and that's it. And he's all going to double that so far. <laughs> uh, Tim question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Browns would resign Joe Flacco uh, for next season? He didn't Dude. make him our earn it back. Well, here's my thing. You all, you know how I feel about backups giving a team a spark. Like it just happens. Now Flacco's had an extended spark, which is awesome. My yeah. concern would be if we made him our permanent backup, that he just would not be very good. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, if the option, I, I don't think I think he'd be a good permanent backup. Not so much because he'd be really good, but he could learn this. He just, I think, I think I I would lean when you're a team like the Browns, like. You, I think it's better to have a backup who's a veteran and who can keep you in games than a, than a young guy who is like it's kind of like boomer bust. And I think that's what we had with DTR. You know, I think the ceiling was really high, but the floor was also really low. I think with Flacco, the ceiling we've seen. I mean, it's it's been high. I think realistically, it's not that high on a normal season. But the floor is not that low. He can, if he's a backup, I think he can come in, you know, and keep you. Like, it'd be similar. Like, we mentioned, like, the Texans this week, okay? Is Case Keenum great? I I love Case Keenum had a great story. I mean, the Minnesota Miracle, I mean, is historical, right? Mm -hmm. And they they weren't playing a great team, right? They were playing the Titans. But, like, he came in. Did he play amazing? No, but he kept his team in the game and they were able to win it in overtime, you know? Right. And I think that's what I want out of a backup is someone that isn't going to be the reason we lose a game, but probably won't be the reason we win. It just, he makes sure we had a chance, you know? Um, You look back at the Ravens game early in the season with DTR. That's not what happened. We, it, we had no chance. So, um, I think that's so. That's why I think Joe would be a good backup. Um, although I think what's tough and what's probably going to happen is it's probably going to be like a Nick Foles type of story, where you know Nick Foles what came in won the Super Bowl for the Eagles, and then I think next year the next year he was like the backup, and then the year after that he I think he signed a big contract with. Um, it was well, no, it was the next year he just went right to Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, they was it the it. year it right the, after the Super Bowl? It was. Yeah, the Eagles were letting him go. Yeah, and then so maybe then that's Jackson. what happened. I and I don't know. I don't know how old Nick Foles was at that point. He's not. Well, no, he wasn't. He's not nearly as old because uh, Flacco's older. But um, like you never know. Like he's showing. I mean, over the past three weeks, he's Joe Flacco's been a top ten quarterback probably. I do um, have. Okay, here's a thought. I, when I'm thinking about backup quarterbacks, I'm hard pressed to find like every backup. So most backup quarterbacks are typically guys who just have never been good enough to be a starter. So like uh, PJ Walker, uh, like or guys who were starters and just weren't good for long. Like Mariota, 
Winston. Uh, Tyrod, obviously, was solid, but he's a good backup. Teddy Bridgewater is a good backup. But, like, like Joe Flacco, I think, the difference between him and, like, a Case Keenum, Case Keenum was never really a good starter. Yeah. Except for one year. Joe Flacco was a Super Bowl MVP. Right. Uh, you know. And is an elite quarterback. So, in my mind, like, he knows how to read defenses. Like, he's made plays just on the basis of his decision-making that have proven, like, he's still got it. So, whereas, like, most backup quarterbacks are just career backups. There's not yeah, a lot of – Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting point. Start. It's not often that you have a guy who – like, it's not like – he's not like a Ryan Fitzpatrick where he's jumped around. Like, he was at the Ravens and was their starting quarterback, was a good starting quarterback, and then got – lost the job to Lamar and then just kind of got – like, that's not often – like, I don't know – how many others I can name where that was the story. Like, do you think Tannehill, but even Tannehill, he wasn't at the Dolphins that long, as long as Joe was. Right. Um, like, man, like, yeah, I'm, as you're saying that, I'm trying to think of guys. Um, who have, who are in that similar vein. Um, I'm just trying to think of like, okay, so let's think of the past. Because a lot of times guys like that will just retire, you know? Because, I mean, Joe right. Joe probably could have retired at that point at the end of his time. I mean, because he got drafted, I think, in 2008, you know? Uh, and I mean, that's yeah, no And he's actually, I saw he's, he's like top 10 in, like, I think as a rookie, he took the Ravens to a 10-win season. Right, um, he was legit early on. Yeah, and then, like, he got beat out. Lamar got drafted. Was that twenty? I think that was twenty eighteen, and then took over in twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. So I mean, that's a like, there are other quarterbacks could retire with like you know that's an eleven twelve year career. Mm-hmm. I've seen quarterbacks retire with less. I or I guess yeah. I haven't, but I don't know. I just think like. It's it's it is an interesting like situation, like has there ever can I think of another quarterback who's been in that situation where he's been good, and then, um, Alex Smith could be one, but again even his was he got like the injury he had, like right he yeah, went was... to he went, um he was a solid starter in the with the Niners and the Chiefs. And then even when he went to the Reds, he they were the Redskins still. He was good, mm-hmm. and then he had that like leg infection, and that's what took him out. Right, um, and he now he did come back and play. I don't remember if it was a playoff. It, he did play. Another it was game. a couple games because he won comeback player of the year then. But he would have been a legit backup uh, quarterback if yeah. he had not got hurt. Yeah, um, but most guys. Yeah, right. Like. Peyton Manning, like, was a starter until the end. Tom Brady, starter until the end. Eli Manning, starter until the end. Except for, like, the last year he kind of got benched. Or Gino, of all people. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of guys who kind of hung around. And I don't think – I mean, Flacco's a free agent, but it's it kind of felt like he was retired unless something good came up for him. Like, it didn't – Yeah. It kind of came up out of nowhere. No, I think so. Is, and I don't yeah. even know if he got traded. I'm trying to think how his time did he get released from the Ravens and then he signed with the Jets? Or um, he, I don't know if he got released. Well, he didn't go to the Jets, he went to the Broncos first. Oh, yeah, 
Um, yeah, because it was his last season in Baltimore. He wasn't super good. And I think what happened is he got hurt. And then Lamar came in. That was Lamar's rookie year, I think. Um, yeah, 2018, Lamar's rookie year. Flacco played in nine games, started all nine, and he was not very good. Yeah, it's just, and I'm just thinking more and more as you're like, like as you said this, like a lot of times I feel like that, like I think of another guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy was a solid starter with the Vikings before he got injured. Then it was just never the same. But that was only like two years. He had his rookie right. season, and then the year after he got injured. You know, like I don't right. know if and I can think of another never... quarterback who had a he like who had a nine year career, nine ten year mm-hmm. good career, with also a Super Bowl MVP, and then became a backup and kind of like, like just like it was almost like yeah, he's kind of done. You know, right? I will say okay. So this, I'm looking at Flacco stats. The game has changed. Flacco's career-high completion percentage, when he was a full-time starter at least, um, was 64.9, which, like, in today's day and age, like, that's like Baker, like, numbers. And then his touchdown-interception ratio, let's see, uh, one, two, uh, only two years of him being a full starter – of his like decade, did he have a better than two to one touchdown to interception ratio? Hmm. Like it was always, he always had a pretty rough ratio and low completion percentage, which is very interesting, but their teams were always really good. Yeah. So Well, and also, I mean, you think of the game, even how the game of football in the NFL has changed over like just those, these years, you know, because, I mean, I don't know, was he – can you see his passing attempts? Like, look at, you know, the year they won the Super Bowl. What was – how many attempts was he averaging per game? Mm, good question. Or can good you just question. look at some of the games? I think they won in 2014. He had 554 attempts, which was kind of middle of the pack for him. Uh, actually, it was more towards the higher. I'm trying to think. Let's look at uh, – so current. Let's look at um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Five hundred fifty-four attempts over sixteen games. That's thirty attempts a game. That is a lot. Mahomes has had six fifty for two seasons. He'll probably end with around that this year. Yeah, I mean that's a so that's, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a change, you know. So. And, yeah, like, the league was, like, you know, you think, like, there was a lot more running, I think. I think the running back position was valued a lot differently then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think okay. you even think of that Super Bowl that they won. The running backs in the Super Bowl, were, it was Ray, uh, Ray Rice, who was obviously, you know, problematic, but a runner. But then, like, Frank Gore. Frank Gore is not a guy I think could – could Frank Gore make it in the NFL today? Uh, yes, but he's not a supreme talent because he was a, he's a hard-nosed runner. Like, that's what he did. Right. You know? Nowadays, what what's prioritized are the Christian McCaffreys, who who are insanely athletic, you know, but it's not just that you got to be able to catch the ball too, multi-purpose, mm-hmm. you know. That's what right. is valued. Um, so offenses were just different. But, 
Yeah, I think that it's he's a. Uh, I think that Joe. I mean, we've talked about a lot of Joe Flacco, and which is fine because we love Joe Flacco. But I think the other commodity that he is is that I can't think of another backup right now that you could go sign who has the like playoff experience that he would have. Mm-hmm. You know, not just like being on a team in the playoffs, like starting football games in the playoffs. Like that's another commodity. You know. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, it'd be like, I'm trying to think of other backups in the league, you know, um, like, let's see, you know, um, a lot of the teams, their backups are younger, you know, Andy and, Dalton. Well, they didn't yeah, go Dalton. to many playoff games, though. Wait, who didn't? The the Bengals. Oh, uh, they made they had like probably four playoff runs with him. Yeah, and he he might be he's a similar. I think he'd yeah. be in, he's a similar vein to what Flacco is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he played the one game for the Panthers this year, it was the best offensive performance they had ever had. This yeah. Year. Yeah, I think I, I I do think also Joe Flacco is benefiting from. Not like not that our, our is our offense amazing, but like we have like the the pieces in our offense are pretty good. Like David Njoku, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, even Jerome Ford, like it's a pretty good offense, you know? Mm-hmm. And like like I would like to think even Andy Dalton, if we had Andy Dalton in there, like he could do with something similar. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that a lot of times what happens is veterans like backups, they get they get thrown in with it, you know, like Andy Dalton. They're like, oh, he's so bad. But I'm like, you look at who Andy Dalton's been with since he left the the Bengals. You know, he went to the Bears, who then and they were like, you're going to be our QB one. And then they drafted Justin Fields. Right? That team mm-hmm. is not good. That team, like that team, has not been good. Like that's, I don't think that's Andy Dalton's fault. You know. Then he goes yeah. to New Orleans. That team outside of Chris Olave has like. You know what I mean? And so it's like, right. Like, I think it can be easy for guys to get painted in a light of like, they're not like, they don't have any skill left. Well, in reality, they're, they're like, they're just pretty much seen as the, the fill guy who can train a, a young guy in a bad team. But mm-hmm. maybe if they were, you know, if you took Andy Dalton and you put him with the 49ers, could he be, could he be MVP status right now, like Brock Purdy, mm. if he was in that system? So I don't know. I think, I think Joe is just – he's found a good situation where he's got a good offense and it's a scheme that benefits him. He can still throw the ball accurately and he has a cannon. And so, like, it's working, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think it means that this is jump-starting his career. Like, um, I I do think that it's a good enough start and that to make a playoff run – could be enough for someone to try and offer him a contract this off season. Um, for Flacco, I think. Yeah, I think not a big contract, but like, I don't know. I think teams have offered worse quarterbacks contracts. So, like, yeah, that's true. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. But speaking of of quarterbacks, you know, another thing. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate for 
some other teams because you have, you know, in one hand we have Joe Flacco balling out. You know, the Browns are on their fourth quarterback. And then on in other, other news, you have other teams who are still trying to figure out and are benching guys. Um, and like for the second time, AKA Desmond Ritter. Um, and so it's kind of that time of year, you know? Uh, so today, uh, after that long, uh, lecture on Joe Flacco, which you're welcome for, because not, no one else is talking about Joe Flacco. You're not going to get any of the sports podcasts talking about Joe Flacco. They're all going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and how the refs were mean to him in that game. They should have gave him what he wanted. Um, but did we, I don't know if we talked, were we, did we talk about that? Did that happen after last time we recorded? Uh, which did, uh, Ritter's benching? The whole, no, well, Ritter's now, I just mentioned like Patrick Mahomes losing it over the Bills game. Oh no, that had not happened yet. Dude, that was wild. That was wild. And two, I saw, I was watching a video. Um, look, I, and I'll say this. In the moment, I think I get it. When you're that, like, when you play a sport like that, in the moment, I can understand being that heated about it, right? Mm. But he then dub- he doubled down later on in a press conference. And that's where I'm like, dude, come on. Like, yeah. I just think that's what's so dumb. Like, you, you have the out of just like, yeah, in the heat of the moment, you're, you're mad. Like, yeah, you don't want it to come down to that. But then how, like, you're going to get, you get a shower, you go to a press conference, you're going to double down and say that's dumb when it's literally breaking the rules. Like, it is. Like, that's just the reality of the game. So, that was wild. Yeah, that boy, uh, it, the doubling down, and then Andy Reid's reaction too. Like, the thing that was bogus is, like, if Tony had not been outside – then I can get like I get it, but he was offside. Yeah. So it's like, what are you trying? What is? Why are we defending this? I, yeah. I don't know. It's a bogus. But yeah, I mean you're right. I do understand the heated moment because you never want to like one that affected the game for them a lot. Obviously, now they still could have gotten a first down after that. Um. But then yeah, watching. I mean it was an incredible play. So to to get that wiped away, yeah, probably sucked. Yeah. Well, it's just, it, it is kind of funny because you're on one hand, they're like, man, you can't call that in that moment. Like it doesn't affect the play or like you're, you know, but then in another, they want like, and when they played the Packers, like on that, the Hail Mary, Hail Mary through at the end there, could there have been pass interference on Travis Kelsey? Yeah. He kind of got pushed and you're like kind of mad and complain about that. Like, where's that? It's like, so do you want them to like, do you want them to be involved in those last plays of the game or do you not? And that's, and that happens with everyone. We do that. I do that with the Browns. So, um, but yeah, I just think the doubling down, it was, I saw a meme. Um, have you ever seen that commercial that's talking about sportsmanship where like they're playing the basketball game and the ball goes out of bounds and they call it on the one team or they call it on the team who like on the away team, but the guy on the home team knows like he hit it out of bounds. Oh yes, and they go into the huddle, and he's like, "I touched it, coach," and like they're like sportsmanship, and they end up like losing the game. I saw it was that video, and the comment the the comment was like how Patrick Mahomes wanted Josh Allen to react at the end of that game, like, dude, that's so funny. (laughs) 
dude. Like he's yelling at Josh Adams, like, what do you want Josh to do? You want Josh to go to the rest of the like, hey refs, listen. We we don't want the win. Like he's right. Like you gotta take like what he can't like don't take it out on what him. Are, what are to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well what are, yeah. But today we want to talk. Um we're calling this our crystal ball episode. Uh, because we're going to do a little bit of gazing into the crystal ball of the future um, to see what's going to shape out um, specifically with quarterbacks and coaches. You know, it's that time of the year where quarterbacks get benched, coaches get fired. Um, and so what's going to happen? You know, we've only a couple weeks left in the uh, regular season. Um, teams are trying to figure stuff out. So uh, to start, a couple guys that got benched, to mention Desmond Ritter, um, got benched. This is the second time this season, correct? Yeah, that's pretty humiliating. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty tough. Um, for Taylor Heineke, he got benched. Um, Sam Howell, I don't think he's officially been benched, but he did get benched in their game against the who were they playing? I don't remember who they were playing against. Uh, um, I don't remember whoever it was. Oh, they Rams, yeah. So let Jacoby Brissett take over. You know, obviously Jimmy G got benched um, for Aiden O'Connell after Josh McDaniels got fired. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I think those are probably those are the three major like benchings when it comes to. Uh, oh, Josh Dobbs got benched. Yeah, um, Tim, it's not major because they have. Kirk do you want to take but... a moment to share about your fantasy trade, dude? Man. So at the end of our fantasy trade deadline, my quarterback was Kirk Cousins. Kirk obviously tears his uh, Achilles, right? And I'm pushing for a playoff spot, right? Like I'm like, dude, I could like my team's been playing pretty good. Tim, Tim had and a championship Josh, quality team minus the quarterback at that moment. Yeah, and Josh Dobbs had been killing it with the Cardinals. Like he had been scoring some good points, and I see him get traded. And I'm like, man, I need a quarterback. I had Will Levis. But Will had not played well. And I was like, if I'm going to actually push for a championship, I need to make a trade. So it's the day of the deadline, and I trade Will Levis and my first-round pick for Josh Dobbs. I was desperate. And then Josh Dobbs goes out. I get him. Oh, he had – it was right after – I mean, he had already been traded. So he played two games at the Vikings and had balled out with them too. And I was like, dude, this is – I think this is a good opportunity. Trade him within. I trade him. He gets like ten points, eight points, and then he's benched. And I'm like, I was so mad, so mad. That was pretty, um, that was. I felt bad for you. It was, and then so, but I was able to get Nick Mullins, and Nick Mullins in one week, this past week, had more points than Josh Dobbins. Josh Dobbs had for me the whole time. I had him. Still lost. You know, it's fine. Um, well, because lost. then in the same, yeah. Because that's the, and then also at the same, my other quarterback is two quarterback league, Geno Smith. Then Geno oh, right. is healthy all week. They're like, he's going to play. He's active. Five minutes before the game, they're like, hey, I get an update. Geno's not on the field. Like, he's active, but he's not on the field. And I'm like, what? How is that? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to know to pick up Drew Locke when, like, I was mad? So it did not, it was not a great week. Another trade, I made a trade for Travis Kelsey earlier in the season, which I thought was a great idea. And he has stunk um, since I traded for him. So I'm hoping yeah. that pans out maybe. But I trade, like I saw the opportunity. I was like, man, like that could be big for a championship because he played well. And then since then, they've been bad. So, but yeah, like 
my luck has been similar to a lot of these quarterbacks' luck, which is guys getting benched, and it's unfortunate. Um, so I think uh, of those, well, of those three, I think at least one is going to be looking for a quarterback, but I don't think they're the only one looking for a quarterback. So first conversation we're going to have, and I'll ask you, Zach. Zach, who do you think are teams that are going to be looking for a new quarterback this coming off? Up this upcoming off season. Mm. Mm. The New England oh, Patriots. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna go ahead. Say that again. The New England Patriots. Yes, uh, I forgot to mention Mac Jones got benched. Yeah. Yeah, and Bailey Zappi looks better than him. Not it doesn't look great, but he looks better than him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the the Patriots definitely obviously need a new quarterback. The hard thing is, as an NFL fan, I do not want them to draft one because, A, I don't want to see a fun college player have to play in their offensive scheme, and, B, I don't want to watch a college player that I love uh, end up being, like, the greatest of all time for the New England Patriots. Yeah. However, I would love to see Caleb Williams. I don't like Caleb Williams. Would love to see Caleb Williams get drafted by the Patriots and then stink. That's my hope. But they obviously need a new quarterback. And I don't know if they're I mean, they might get like Jimmy G, but I gotta think one, if Belichick is gone, like that's gonna affect things obviously. Yeah. Um if it's a new coach, they're gonna want their quarterback. If it's Belichick, I could see them like getting Jimmy G and then like drafting the guys a fifth round. Yeah, trading the second overall pick for like ten seventh round picks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, definitely Patriots are going to be in the uh, shop. Um, I think uh, now we mentioned, do you think the Falcons, what do you think? Do you think the Falcons are in the shop for a new QB? Or do you think? Yes, I don't think they hang on to Ritter or Heineke. Well, they might hang on to to Heineke, but they're not going to, like, they they won't be starting for them. No, yeah. So, yeah. What the problem you, is, you... I don't know how high of a draft. They're not going to have a high, like, do you think they go target free agency? Or are they going to mm-hmm. try and draft? Some? I mean, there's there's a good number of quarterbacks, but. Right. Like, they've already tried well, drafting a quarterback in the third, fourth round. We saw how it worked with Desmond Ritter. I mean, they'd have to trade up if they were going to do it. So, that's the hard part. Um. Which they could, they maybe they could definitely do that, but they've got I don't pieces know. in place. They like do to trade up. It would they suck, do. but I mean, between Kyle Pitts and Drake London, you could you could pull off a trade. But I do think okay, I do have one. I do think Arthur Smith gets fired. Yeah, uh, I was thinking that too. In which case, uh, I I do think they would trade up. Yeah, I definitely think they'll trade up and get a quarterback. Because their their roster is, in theory, just one um, a quarterback away from being competitive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if I okay. were them, I would. So, let's say they hire a new coach. Maybe it's even – maybe it's Ben Johnson. Maybe it's Bill Belichick. Probably not Bill Belichick. But Ben Johnson or um, – I don't know. I can't think of anyone else right now. But – 
Uh, so, but let's say you're the new head coach of the, the Falcons. You're trying to trade up. Who mm-hmm. who would you would you rather keep Drake London or Kyle Pitts? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Drake London. Okay. Because Pitts, like, I think he probably is legit, but we just haven't really seen it. And his contract is almost, uh, I mean, he's heading into year four. So you're going to have to pick up a fifth-year option or extend him. Um, and to me, if, if you think Drake London's a wide receiver one, I think it's harder to replace that. And I think that's more detrimental to a team to not ha- have yeah. that than to get a tight end. Plus, like, Johnny Smith is pretty – like, he's not great, but he's good. Um, like, there, there's a lot of serviceable tight ends in the league, and I think yeah. you could you notice that less. It probably depends, too. Like, for Ben Johnson, I mean, they, it's a tight end-heavy offense. But, like, obviously, like, Sam Laporta was around two picks, so I'm sure they could find someone if they wanted one. Yeah. But, well, and also it's a tight end-heavy offense both for tight ends that can block. I don't think Kyle Pitts is that type of tight end. No, he's not a blocker. John who is. I, I will say, yeah. too, though. Drake London does not fit the scheme of the Lions. Like if Ben Johnson were to carry over the True. same system, so that would be that would be interesting to see uh, yeah. what happens there. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think you. I think Kyle. I think I think Kyle Pitts could arguably be a better receiver than Drake London in terms of an athlete, just because of an ath- the athlete he is. Mm-hmm. But the position he plays, he's not. He's not a George Kittle that can. Like George Kittle is a can blo- is a mean man to like he can block and he can play receiver. Same yeah. with Sam Laporta, like those Iowa guys, right? Mm-hmm. Pitts is more like a Darren Waller. Darren is a glorified receiver who is a horrible mismatch with linebackers and can also beat some corners, you know, which can yeah. be used. I mean, we saw Darren Waller there. I mean, two years ago with the Raiders, Darren Waller was almost unstoppable, right? Um, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey blocks a little, but he's he's primarily a receiver guy. Um, and Joku, I think, is kind of he can block, but like you know, there's there are guys who Pitts is more so on the receiver end, and they're not. I don't think they're. I don't think Arthur Smith is utilizing that to its potential. Um, so, but yeah, I think I think one of those two guys would get traded to move up, and I think you could. I mean, where are they they're sitting right now probably when the mid you know teens you could get up in the top 10 with a trade like that yeah so okay um falcons patriots not uh commanders what do you think uh i'm gonna say no because well, I don't know. They're lo- I'm gonna say yes. They're losing a lot. Of- I think they might not. They might not win another game. Okay. Uh, so if if they finish top five, I think they will take a quarterback because yeah. I think it's a new coach. I like Sam Howell, uh, but if you're a top five, if you're a top five pick and you're resetting, now they could go the Seattle route where they were like resetting, but they're like our quarterback's good enough where we think we can build a roster and then worry about that later. Yeah, so, but Seattle and, didn't change their coach. They did not change their coach. That's true. And I think typically yeah. a new coach wants a new quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, I would probably think that that's going to be the case. But who knows? 
So, uh, do you, yeah. what would you, what would you do if you were them? I'm going to say I, what I would do, I'd probably stick with Sam Howell cause I think he's shown he can do it. Um, mm-hmm. but in all reality, I think, I think they will just because they're probably, yeah, like you said, there's a good chance they don't win another game. They're going to be near the, the top. Rivera's probably going to get fired. You're going to bring in someone. Um, and like, they're going to probably want their quarterback. Um, and it's just with how many, there's just so many, there are a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft, mm-hmm. you know, like, and not, not that, not like to say not like, I mean, we were saying this, I would say you and I were also saying this the year Malik Willis was getting really real, like these core, but I, I seriously think like, um, you have, uh, I mean, obviously, Caleb Williams will be up there, whether you, whatever you think of him. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Jordan Travis, um, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Like, there's six um, probably guys who could probably be starters in the league. Um, I don't think Ewers – I think Ewers is going back to Texas. Um, you know, uh, Sam Hartman, maybe. I don't know. I just there's a lot of there's a lot of guys with a lot of experience. So mm-hmm. like I think like I think you'd be if you need a quarterback, I feel like you'd be dumb not to take a to take a shot in this draft. Yes. Yeah. If that makes sense. I so, agree. And if you're if you if you're gonna be near the top five, like you might as well like you might as well, you know, unless the only other option is like the only guys I want, if if you can get Marvin Harrison, I would say go for it because Mm -hmm. I think he's insane. Like he's one of those guys where it's like kind of similar to like a, not similar to miles Garrett, but like the year we drafted miles Garrett was the end, like our top need. No, but there's when the guy like is that good, you take him. I think it's the same thing about Harrison. Also, like Bijan Robinson, I think with the Fal- like, I don't think the Falcons should have drafted him, but I think it was kind of at a point where you were like, they like I, I think they had greater needs than even his skill was, but he was the best prospect all around, right? And you're just like, we can't we can't let him go any further, and I think that's Marvin Harrison this year. So, um, but outside of that, I think if you need a quarterback, I think you shoot your shot. So I think they're going to have a new quarterback. I think it'll be a competition between them and Sam Howell primarily. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, okay, next next team that's going to, I think, is probably going to need a new quarterback or will could is uh, Raiders. Do you think you think the Raiders stick with Aiden O'Connell? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, new quarterback. Well, I'm going to be honest. It might be reset time, uh, like complete reset. I feel like they've yeah. been trying to hang on to a playoff team for a while, but honestly, the Mike Mayock years I think ruined them. Um, like your your their first round picks were terrible. Like Clinton Farrell, Damon Arnett, yeah. uh, Henry Ruggs. Like that sets you back. And then when you switch quarterbacks, and then that goes awry, and then you have a coaching like everything has not gone to plan. Yeah. Um. So I do actually think they'll keep O'Connell. I think he'll potentially be the starter next year, but I think they're going to reset the roster and allow him to kind of be the bridge. Um, yeah. Do you think as, they'll keep Pierce? 
Uh, no. As the head coach? No, you think they'll hire someone else? I think they'll hire someone else. Uh, they'll want to get, like, their guy in some ways. And part, I don't know. I guess it depends on if the GM stays. Like, I think it's Ziggler. Because he's the one who hired McDaniels. But I do think Mark Davis was probably behind the McDaniels hire. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they need a new quarterback. I just don't know if they'll take one. Because, like, they're not in a position to win. Yeah. And they're not going to be high enough in the draft, I don't think. Because I think they'll probably, like, win another game. Um, yeah. So that's that's my take. What's yours? No, I, I, I mean, O'Connell has been fine. But, like, I don't – yeah. I think again. I think a lot. I'm a lot of times when you bring in a new guy, they want their quarterback, and I think that's what we're looking at. You know, unless you have like a legit veteran, like or a legit quarterback, like you know Jonathan Gannon. Like you go to the Cardinals, you're not going to be like, no, nah, I'm done with Kyler Murray. Like, you know, it'd be one thing, but with Aiden O'Connell, um, and pro- now do they have a? They're going to have a high pick too, right? Um, though. Depends on how many more games they win. They'll probably be top ten to twelve. Yeah. So I don't They're know. Not great, I just, but I think they could. Um, I guess maybe not next year. I don't think Aiden O'Connell's the answer. Um, no, he's not. He's definitely not. If the they, if they're willing to commit to a rebuild, I think Aiden O'Connell will stay, and they'll use this draft to build. They won't. I don't think you take a quarterback. You let everyone else take quarterbacks, and you go. You get. You build, you start building, and then your year will come to take a quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. um, in a couple years, but we'll see if they decide to do that or not. Um, but so yeah, I, I think I think Aiden O'Connell will stay if they decide to commit to rebuild. If they keep trying to hold on to something, they'll try and either go get uh, a free agent or draft someone or I don't know. But I hope they just rebuild because I, I they have enough money that they could like they could actually rebuild and it wouldn't be too hard so yeah yeah but yeah all right um, I have one for you, you. Go, go for it uh where'd they go oh the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. uh yeah new quarterback you think they will like I'm just you think they should but do you think okay they will? I think they should will they draft they won't draft one I feel like you got to find someone because the well, I don't know. I think I think it will be based on how Mason Rudolph plays over these next few weeks. No way you think they keep Mason Rudolph. I think if Mason Rudolph takes them to the playoffs somehow, I think you 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 keep him. That would be nuts. It would be nuts, but they're they're somehow still in playoff competition, and he's getting the start, and. Like if he would, if he could do that, I feel like you, like you got to give him a shot, right? I don't know because I feel like they know what they have in him, and I don't think they like him as a person. Like I think Mike Tomlin hates Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Why is he on the team? Because affordable, he knows the system. It's convenient, you yeah. know. Yeah. Sometimes you, sometimes you keep the family dog around, even though it's. 15 years old and is blind and it, that yeah, makes sense. You just, but you just don't want to put it down because your kids will be sad. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I do think they need a new quarterback. What I think is going to happen is they might bring in like a Jimmy G 
who's kind of a broken and homeless puppy. And then uh, I think they'll give Pickett some time without Matt Canada next year. Um, and they'll allow him – they'll see what they can do. And if it doesn't go well, because the Steelers refuse to tank, they'll play Jimmy G, and then they'll probably finish 9-8 and eight and be in the Do you spot. think the Matt Canada was the problem, or do you think Jimmy – or do you think Kenny Pickett's not good? I think Kenny Pickett's not good, but I don't know mm-hmm. if Mike Tomlin wants to admit that yet. Yeah. Mike Tomlin could get fired. No way. He hasn't know. had a losing season in his entire career. You can't fire him after after one. I feel like you got to give him uh, you got well, Yeah, him. but when's when's the last time they've like won meaningful football games? Like here okay, here's what I thought about this week. I think that if you remove the Super Bowl, which was a decade and a half ago, I think Mike Tomlin and Marvin Lewis are the same coach. Well, they've he's won a Super Bowl and then went to another one. Uh, what what was the one? They lost was the Pack. They beat the they beat the Cardinals and then lost. Oh, you're the right. Packers. You're right. But if you take out the Super Bowl win, I don't care if you you made. I mean, again, that was like you know that was 2000. The year that they, I think that was it was 2009 when they won. I think I don't know if I remember if it was earlier or late. I think it was a couple years. It was 2011 that they went and lost. So it's been 12 years. Um, I don't know, man. I think Mike Tomlin is the king of mediocrity at this point. And the ga- the big games they've had, like think remember like they Jacksonville, uh, or Saxonville that year, beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Uh, Mike Tomlin couldn't get it done. Like, he's not been able to get it done in a long time. And I don't think that's – Marvin Lewis was making the playoffs. He just wasn't winning the big games. So I think if it weren't for the Super Bowls, uh, Tomlin would have been fired already. Uh, but it's, to me, 12 years is enough time where I'm like, I don't care about going 9-8 and eight or like 10-7 and seven and losing around one or two. Like, eventually it's like – the point is to win the Super Bowl. So if you can't do that, then, you know, I don't want you. Yeah. But then again, maybe we are, we've been sitting in um, obscurity for our entire lives. So I don't know. What I also, like. And the other thing is, I also think um, Mike Tomlin was like the face of the Rooney rule when that all went, when that all happened. Hmm. And That's so true. I also it could be hard. I think that could be not. I I think he's a good coach. I'm not trying to say here that he's only a coach because of that. But I do think with how much that's a conversation around the league right now, I think it could be hard to to fire him when you know, like the the conversation would be like you could because you could point to I mean you could point to Pete Carroll who's been there a long just as long and they only have they only have the one win you know and he still keeps you know what i mean so yeah that's like, true and i'm not i'm not saying that i again i'm not saying that that's the same thing but i think i i do think that that's a factor here is that you don't for the same reason that the bills won't cut demar hamlin even though he's not playing is because as much as it's a sport. It's also a business, and in business, 
you these are decisions that sometimes are sometimes weigh have more power than you know like uh the game itself you're right yeah so i'm so we'll see i were a steelers fan i would personally want i don't know i don't know because you don't know if the grass is greener but it's just like the the, it, to me, it's frustrating. I, I would be frustrated to watch my team be stagnant in finding and moving on from the past. Not from fight, not about him, but I, as an organization, it's like it feels like they they just want to hang on to the Super Bowl yeah. teams instead of just like well, resetting. And it's interesting, and I think what we see is a lot of times, you know, sometimes coaches. I, again, Mike Tallman is a great coach, one of the best. I mean, what he's been able to do, consistently winning. But I, I think what we've seen, they have struggled since Big Ben left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot, and I think a lot of times, you like, I think it can be hard for a coach to have success with a particular. I, I'm going to say quarterback. Um, you know, a leader of your team for so long. And then when they leave, it's like trying to get that back. Um, you know, I think Bill Belichick, like Bill is also, I mean, Bill is one of the greatest coaches. He might be the greatest coach of all time. Like, but since Tom Brady's left, they haven't been good. I don't think that means Bill's a bad coach. I just think that's like, that's just part of the, 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 the system, you know, part of the connection um, is a coach, uh, a head coach and their quarterback, what they can do together, you know? Yeah. Um, like, um, I'm trying to think of who. Uh, who some of the Sean Payton, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees mm-hmm. is done. And. He ends up Sean, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's just some, and now Sean's, I mean, they're having a good season with the Broncos. So I think coaches can still do it, but I, I think it, um, I think there's something there, you know, where it, it's just hard to recreate that because that's the best of times. And now you're trying to recreate that with a guy who's not big Ben or who's not Tom Brady. And it's not going to be the same. You know, I would wow. say it's insane that John Harbaugh has been able to do what he's done with Joe and now then Lamar, but, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think Tomlin, I all have to say, I think the Steelers should get a new quarterback. And that's what I would say. I think, I think that you, you should give Mike Tomlin a chance to have a legit quarterback in there. Cause he now, but he also did draft Kenny Pickett. So like kind of a miss, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, but he's only had two, like he's had two, he's drafted two quarterbacks in his life. One is a, the greatest quarterback in the history of the Steelers. And the other is Kenny Pickett. Right. So like maybe give him one more shot. <laughs> like, you that's know what true. I mean? That's, like, that's so, fair. like I, uh, one more it, shot. Yeah. Of... I think I would just want to see something more innovative, like offensive. Like it's just the fact that it yeah. takes so long to fire Matt Canada. I don't know. I think the Steelers, like, again, I don't know what it's like to be a winning franchise. But yeah, no, I agree. I'm all about, like, if if something's not working after a year or two, 
but you're in you're stuck in like 500 territory whether it's offensively or defensively clearly it's not defensively the issue i'm like it's just like you get a new coordinator i don't know we'll see uh that's my hot take i still no, I'm i i can buy it. it i i don't think it's unheard of i think time will tell yeah time will um, tell okay next another team the bears chicago bears uh, new quarterback because I think they're gonna have a new coach. Dang, dude. Although I That's do like tough. Justin Fields, I love I love Justin Fields. Um, I don't think he's bad. He's not I bad. Don't think he's bad. I I honestly That's... I think if I think if a team was willing to do what John Harbaugh did with Lamar and make an offense tailored to him, I think he could be great. Hmm. I yep, I agree with you. I do agree, but uh, if they're gonna have the number one pick, I think they're gonna do it. Get a rookie contract. Yeah, but who knows? Trade Fields or you keep him? I think they'll trade him. Also, if they bring in Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh will not play an Ohio State product. He will not. You think Jim Harbaugh's leaving the leaving Michigan? I think if they win the playoff and they win the championship, I think he does. Hmm. I don't think they will. I think they're getting beat by Alabama in round one. We'll see. I like. I think Michigan's defense matches up better, but uh, I would. T- I think they have a better team. But I like Milrow and Saban over McCarthy and Harbaugh. Yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah, which is all I really care about. But did who do you think? Who's your? Did you make like who'd you pick as your champion? Uh, I actually think uh, Michigan's going to win it all. Really? I went with Texas. I want Texas to win. I love Texas. I, I said I think it's going to be Bama-Texas, and I think Texas gets them again. That's what I went that, with. That just felt good. That but, would be – Texas winning is good for football. I agree. Or Wash. I think Texas or Washington winning is good for football. Oh, dude, Washington in the last year of the Pac-12, that would be so hype. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I think the Bears, I think they will. Unfortunately, um, yeah, it is tragic. Yeah, but- and I think I also think that of all every team we've talked about, I know we were talking about quarterbacks, but they probably all are gonna outside of the Steelers. Steelers are not for sure, but I think I think the Bears. I think Eberflus is done. I think Arthur Smith is probably done. I think Ron Rivera is done. Belichick, I think – I don't know, dude. I, I can I never say – I think it's going to be a, a mutual parting of ways. I don't think he's going to yeah. be fired. Yeah. Um, I, th- I don't think Pierce is going to stay. Um, but, yeah, so those are all going to be vacancies. Um, are there any other teams that might be going for a new quarterback? I'm trying to think of – um, let's do one more and then do you want to do the awards? Yeah. I'm just trying to, do you have any more? I don't know if they're, uh, this one I think would be intriguing for us personally, Tampa. Cause of Baker. Hmm. I think, I mean, I think they're going to draft someone. Um, I think Baker has played well enough that you sign him again. You know, mm-hmm. he's been in your system. Uh, 
and he's pl- like he's not been bad. You know, he's played uh, he's played well. Like they're and they're probably there's a good chance they can make the playoffs. You know, like yeah, um, they're still like it's not like like yeah, it's the NFC South, but I mean, if a quarterback keeps you in playoff contention, like he knows your system. Um, oh, you know what? But Bolt, if they make the playoffs, I feel like you can't fire Todd Bowles, right? Uh, no, no, you can't. And I feel like you let him draft his guy. You know, he hasn't like he hasn't had a chance to draft anyone, right? So, um, yeah, that's tough, man. Because it's like they're not good, are... but. Correct. Like Correct. it's unfortunate. You can't let that. You can't win your division and make the playoffs, and then like, you know, I feel like that's because is it his fault or is it, I mean it's not like their team is good, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I I think he stays. I I think Bulls because it's like their team is not like their roster is not great anymore, so it's not like the expectation is them. Like Tom Brady couldn't like win in the same way with this team last year. Yeah. So now Tom Brady kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I think they're a type of team that draft, like they draft Bo Nix in round three. Cause you're, you've got time. He can like, I mean, I think he can be good, but like, I think you you have a guy who can play the Baker can be your quarterback. So you can bring someone in or Jaden Daniels, you know, who maybe is like, Need some more development. Um, I, I think you have the freedom to do that because your division is not get your divisions. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing: is their division is not getting better. You know, like right. I don't think they have to worry about. Um, oh, we gotta we gotta stay competitive. Like I mean, they gotta stay competitive, but you want to be competitive, but also like if your division's bad, you don't have to be in a crazy rush. Like mm-hmm. you can, you, you have, you can be patient and build. Um, so I think, I think Baker starts next year, but I think they'll draft someone. Okay. Yeah. I, I can get, I'm on board with that. Yeah. And ba- Baker is putting up like the year the Browns made the playoffs and Baker was kind of balling. That's, those are the type of numbers he's putting up this year. So good yeah. for him. He's back to yeah. Baker. Yeah. And, and he's made he's not- Mike, Mike Evans has been extremely relevant in fantasy. So. And the big criticism for Baker was, can he play with star players? Like, cause, like Odell, like wasn't producing well. Yeah, and he goes Carolina. DJ Moore is frustrated. So props to Baker for uh, playing well with Mike Evans, who yeah. is kind of a diva. Not not full he can diva, be. but he can yeah. be. Still a beast, though. Longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he tied Jerry Rice's record for most consecutive season with a thousand yards, which is wild. Yeah. And he's definitely going to break it next year, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move. Uh, Crystal ball awards. Let's talk through, um, you know, we only got three weeks left in the regular season. Who is going to win um, the most coveted awards in the NFL? Um, who do we think? Let's let's go. I don't know. if Do you have on file who we said at the beginning of the season? Mm. Let me... Give me a little Jeopardy music here, Tim. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. All right. You want me to? Well, what if we let's pick first, like for pick for each award, and then I will, after we pick, I'll say who we said at the beginning. Okay. Uh, so um, to... you... Let's start with offensive rookie of the year. Mm. Um, I mean, it's got to be Stroud, right? Yeah, CJ Stroud. And I don't even think, like, even Vegas doesn't think it's a debate anymore. So, yeah. Uh, what did let's see what we said? You said CJ Stroud. I said Anthony Richardson. Which, if he didn't get injured, I think it would. I think he very much would be in the conversation. I don't think yeah. that was a bad pick. Thank he you. was I playing very well. I appreciate the validation. Yeah, and the Colts too. I would like to think that they still would have been good with him because Gardner Minshew has not been amazing. He's just been Gardner. So, yeah, I think they could have done it with Richardson. But props to No, I agree. For Thank nailing you. it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hit the uh, – what's, what, what's the next pick you want to do? Defensive rookie of the year? Um, I think we'll – I think, well, probably Jalen Carter is probably going to win it at this point. Will Anderson's – close number two for me but yeah I'm trying to think of like guys who I've seen that have been I think I think either Jalen Carter or maybe Devin Witherspoon because he's been he's played really well too where are the on let me check the or if you can check the Vegas odds I think Last I checked, Jalen Carter was the uh, the favorite. Um, and then Will Anderson was number two. I think Witherspoon might be three. All right. Top five. Yeah. Jalen Carter. Will Anderson. Jalen Carter is a minus 5,000, and then Will Anderson is plus 2,500. That's wild. Wow. Okay, so it's pretty set. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so we're pretty – yeah, those rewards seem to be – and if the betting odds are that fixed, like, or that much in favor of one player, then yeah. it's probably going to be who We is, said so. – I think we – I said Will Anderson at the beginning of the season. I don't yeah. know who you said. Um, mine um, – I'm not proud of mine. Uh, I said Tyree Wilton from the Raiders. Oh, I just yeah, athletic freak. I was like, oh, that dude's gonna be a dog. It's not. I, I I can I know where you were coming from. I don't. I mean, he's not been. Uh, he's not bad, but he is not a top ten pick. Yeah. What's his What's his, um, PFF, score? his PFF score? Is bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That that is, that is tough. Um, okay. All right, let's go. Offensive player of the year, uh, Tyree Kill, without a doubt. Or well, okay, not without a doubt, McCaffrey. But uh, we'll get there. I was gonna say, I think. <sighs> I'm gonna say McCaffrey. Well, man, no, you know what? No, I'm. It's McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. I can't pick one because I also – I think – here's what I'm – I'll give a little teaser. What I think should happen is I think one of them should win offensive player and one of them should win MVP. I think that yeah, should that, happen. That, that is, that's where I'm at too. 
Um, and so I'm going to say McCaffrey for offensive player. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, you want to, let's just jump to MVP then because yeah, I'm saying McCaffrey for MVP. I'm saying Tyreek, if Tyreek Hill breaks 2000, I think he should win MVP. Okay. That's now, why. Did the, Dolphins, did the Dolphins have to get the one seed? I don't, I don't think they do because I, I think MVP is not just about who has the, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, but I feel like, I feel like if, if Tyreek Hill breaks 2000 yards, like that's insane. Like, I feel like that should be, um, like call for, yeah, he should win it. Like he's been the best player, you know, MVP is who is the best player, right? Like, I feel like that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and that's, and I think McCaffrey could very well be it too. But I think to break a record like that, I feel like that should trump it. But um, I'm checking what the odds are right now. Right now, the odds are Brock Purdy is number one, minus 200. Lamar Jackson, plus 450, plus 500. This is FanDuel, like FanDuel. Josh Allen plus eight hundred, Dak Prescott plus nine hundred, Chris McCaffrey plus twelve hundred, Tyree Killis plus twenty five hundred. Those are the odds for MVP right now. Yeah, on FanDuel. Wow, those Brock are Purdy is. I don't know, dude, because I think Purdy, like I just have a hard time thinking Purdy can win because, like, most of his touchdowns and like plays are like explosive plays that come after the catch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I I think – I just think – I think part of it is because the award has become such a quarterback award that that's just what the assumption is, is like he's going to – it's going to be a quarterback, you know. Um. My hope is that it, it's not because I think the reality is the quarterback hasn't been the MVP this year. I do think it's been Tyreek or McCaffrey. But so I'm going to go with Tyreek. Okay. So we are, but we're on the same page in regard to, uh, yeah, the, the philosophy behind it. So, yeah. If it's uh, a quarterback, if it would be a quarterback, do you think it should be Brock Purdy or do you think it should be someone else? I think it would depend on how the season finishes. If the Bills somehow win their division, I would pick uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Dang. I do think Tua should be getting more looks than he is. Um, does it take playoffs into account? No, it does not. Okay. That's why Lamar Jackson was able to win it, because they uh, sucked in the playoffs that year. Yeah, I think if the Ravens stay the number one seed, I think Lamar could win it too. Yeah, I think I think the but, one seed will matter. It just I think depends on how the season finishes statistically for the other guys. I think if the yeah. Miami gets the one seed, I'll say this: if Miami beats Baltimore and ends up with the one seed, I think it's Tua. That'd be That's wild, my, but we'll see. The one seed I think will matter, and I think if Purdy, if the Niners were the one seed, I don't think it can be Purdy. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, defensive comeback player, player of the year. year. Oh, defensive yeah. player of the year. I'm so, I totally forgot about defense. We'll go defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think we uh, are going to agree. Uh, Miles Garrett. Yep, Miles Garrett. No question. 
I don't think there's uh, a question. He's been insane. Neither of us predicted that, which I'm surprised. Who did I say? TJ Watt, which is hmm. a good, good I think race. he's And he's probably second. Yeah. And then I picked Micah Parsons, who has not been as good this year as last year, at least in terms of mm-hmm. uh, big plays. But um, Yeah, I think it's Miles Garrett. With how the defense has been playing, he's he's a monster, dude. Yeah, dude, he is a monster. Um, okay, well, let's move on. Uh, you said comeback player of the year. Yeah. Um. Well, my we both said was, Demar Hamlin. No, we did not. Oh, I said Demar Hamlin, right? I said I said Vontez perfect. Why? And I can't remember. I think I said it as a joke. I think I, you did, but you wrote it down. I did. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Can you imagine if I bet on that and it hit? I mean, that would be just yeah. incredible. Um, who are you? Are you going with Demar Hamlin? Is that who I predicted? Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. So here we're looking betting odds right now. FanDuel's minus six hundred. MGM minus 150. Like, the odds are pretty much like, yeah, he that's who they think is going to win it. I don't think he should. I agree, because he's not played. He, yeah, and it's nothing against him. If, if if again, and now I'm, as a Browns fan, I might be biased, but I'm like, dude, Joe Flacco, like, like, it'd be one thing with DeMar Hamlin, even if he, if, even if he had played one game, like a full game. Like, the year Alex Smith won it, he played a couple games, and he played well. DeMar Hamlin has been in, like, no snaps. Correct, yeah. The most notable thing he's done is he was the 12th man on the field when they lost to the Broncos. He was the reason that the Broncos um, won the game on that last-second field goal because he was out there when he wasn't supposed to be. So, looking at the betting odds, number one is DeMar Hamlin. Two is Josh Dobbs. I, I don't think that's a possibility just because of the fall off. I think if he had at least continued mediocrity like with the Vikings, but getting benched, I don't think he, he wins it. So I think Joe Flacco should win it. I agree. And I I think the Browns just, obviously have to make the playoffs for that to happen. Yeah. I just don't know if, if it can overcome the DeMar Hamlin storyline. Which, again, I'm not trying to downplay that. That is insane that he's still in the NFL. You know, that happened. And and but I would yeah, bet I, I would bet Joe Flacco right now if uh, if I wanted if I wanted to bet money. I mean, Joe Flacco is plus plus one thousand on FanDuel. So what's crazy to me is looking at this. Aaron Rodgers has better odds. Than DeAndre Swift. Not that DeAndre Swift has had a great, but like DeAndre Swift, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played a game, and he has better odds to win it than DeAndre Swift, who's actually been kind of a comeback player. He has. That's true. Um, <laughs> like, that's that's insane. That, uh, yeah, that is crazy. Wow. Uh, I also think Calvin Ridley, if he had. If he had actually had a good season, he could have won it. Yeah, if he could be but, consistent. 
So are you picking actually, up no, Flacco? Probably, I'm going to go Joe Flacco. And actually, no, now that I say that, I don't think they give the award to a guy who came back from a suspension. I feel like they wouldn't let him. Wait, who's the suspended guy? The from for uh oh Calvary. Yeah, you're right. Though that is pretty impressive. That he came back. I mean two years off essentially. Yeah. Uh okay, coach of the year. I'm gonna I, give you let's go ahead. Who did I say? You said Mike McDaniel. Okay, that's a good yeah. I think that's still a possibility. Ooh, Tim. Oh, I didn't mention who we picked for MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, well, let's – do you want to do that or should we reveal that after we do coach? Oh, let's do it after we do coach, yeah. Okay. The years, so, are, years are pretty bad. <laughs> I bet. I'll bet they are. I don't even, I'm trying to think. I think I know who I said for MVP. And he lasted about 10 seconds into the season. <laughs> Last um, year you picked Russell Wilson. <laughs> I know. And this year I picked, yeah. I don't think this year is not my fault. I think if he wasn't injured, I do think he'd be uh, in the that's conversation. Fair. That's fair. But yeah. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to say D'Amico Ryans. Because I think if they make the playoffs, I think he okay. he probably will get it. Um, Even though I want Stefanski. But I'm going to say D'Amico. Uh, I'm going Stefanski, but I think Shane Steichen might win it. Yeah. Actually, Steichen – so here are the betting odds right now. Um, number one, Dan Campbell plus 275. D'Amico Ryans plus 300. Shane Steichen plus 300. McDaniel plus 600. Shanahan plus 850. Stefanski plus 1,000. Harbaugh plus 1,600. Wow. You want a good bet? Go Ron Rivera plus 50,000, bro. Oh, my gosh. Let's break the votes. <laughs> um, um, okay. Well. Dude, it's too bad you can't make a parlay bet on Miles Garrett to win uh, defensive player, Stefanski to win coach of the year, and Flacco to win comeback. That'd be a sweet parlay. But alas. Okay. Tim, your MVP was uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mine was yeah. Mahomes. Who was yours? Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And then Offensive Player of the Year, mine was Justin Jefferson. Uh, Hold on, let me your... think of who mine was. I don't know if um, you remember. What, what position? Wide receiver. It's a bad pick? Uh, uh, I mean, not as bad as the fact that Aaron Rodgers didn't play like more than yeah. that. Wide receiver. I want to. I'm trying to think of who I I would have said that. You've mentioned him earlier for a different award. Is it Tyreek? Nope. Um, I'm not sure. Calvin Ridley. <laughs> well, I think that was my shot in the dark. That was. I mean, I mean to be fair, I, it, his good games were very good. Yeah. So. Man. Yeah. So not not as bad of a pick, obviously. True. Like it's worse. Poor Aaron Rodgers, man. That that's tough. Yeah. Uh, 
next year, if whoever Tim picks for MVP, uh, just don't don't root for that team that year. I'm just gonna pick um, Vladimir Putin. Oh my! That's how that's how we win. That's how we win. That's how we help Ukraine. Yeah, Tim's uh, Tim's MVP curse. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see how those picks uh, shake out here in a little bit. In a couple, well, not even how many weeks? Not too long. It's not. Uh, it's before the Super Bowl, isn't it? So it's a while. But um, we'll see how that shakes out near the end of the season. Um, yeah, Zach. Any uh, any final crystal ball um, predictions that you want to make before we the close Bills the win? AFC? Bills win the AFC East. Wow. Okay. Fine prediction. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot one out there. Eagles losing the first round of the playoffs. Ooh, I am with you. I agree. I think they're going to be the number two, and they'll play. Let's see who would they have to play right now. I want to. I'm checking the current. Oh, they're not even number two because the Cowboys are leading the. Uh... I think they'd have to play the Cowboys. Oh wait, what? In round one? Yeah, as of right now, the Cowboys are the five seed, and the Eagles are the two, or maybe it's Cowboys two. Eagles no, five. as of right now, the Cowboys are number one in the NFC East. Oh, so the Eagles would have to make it to wait. I in the playoffs though, it's the two versus the seven. Oh yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. They play the Buccaneers. Okay. I don't know why I was – yeah. Okay. If they play the Buccaneers – okay. I'm going to take that back. Dude, I don't know. If if it's it to be a home game for Tampa, if Baker's in his bag, if he's feeling – The teams in the NFC South are bad. But Baker's heating up. He just won NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Okay, I'll say this. That's if they end up five. They could end up – if they have to play the Lions or – um, or the Cowboys, I think they lose. Or somehow, if the Niners dropped, yes, I don't think they will. But so I'm, yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. I think there's a good chance the Eagles are out after the first round. Uh, I'm with you, I, unless they unless they turn it around. But I'm not sure they will. I was looking at their schedule yeah. to see if I thought they could, but I don't think they can. Yeah, it's been tough for them. Um, but I'm I'm excited for playoff football. This year's gonna be fun, Tim. It is, especially since the Browns are gonna be in it. So it's great. We're gonna be in the playoffs, I believe. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be in the playoffs, and uh, we're gonna win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl. If okay, if the Brown, if Joe Flacco wins the Browns the Super Bowl, I will be getting a tattoo commemorating it. I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> but, Dude, but I, I would. I, let's promise. Should we get bunny tattoos if that happens? Yes. Man, the problem oh, is wait, that should, I'm afraid to make it. that bet because no. it, there's a world where it happens. I, I don't even care. Okay. Uh, I, 
I, because I just don't think it happens. And if it does, the last thing I'll care about is the fact I got a tattoo. I'm not going to be like, oh my God. Now, we're not going to get it. We don't, it's not going to be a visible tattoo to everybody else. Yeah. Like, I think like a thigh a, tattoo of yep, just like, thigh. oh, Flacco fever, dude. I'm just thinking we could get, it could be a picture of like Flacco's face. Okay, here, I'll send, I'm going to text you the, uh, yeah. the picture I'm kind of thinking of. Not the color. We don't need to do color. Wow. That would be great. I don't know how expensive or in-depth such a tattoo would be. That would be so expensive. Um, I'm thinking maybe just get the word elite. Just elite. Yeah. Or just Flacco. Like, what if I just had Flacco on my thigh? Forever. That would be so incredible. I would love that. I would, I would do that thing. Sorry, but Marcel is selling Joe Flacco Elite t-shirts, but they're $30. Dang. My mom's making me one, so. Wait, really? My mom's making me a Flacco shirt, yeah. Can, uh, can I send you some money for your mom to make me one? Yeah, and then I'll never give it to you because I still have your Red Zone Coffee Talk shirt. Hey, but if I, three years. In a week, if I see you in a week, then I can Dude, at least you get that You were literally one. at my apartment, and I didn't give it to you. You were sitting in the living room of my apartment for a whole evening, and I we um, forgot to... Like that I is, was after that, I was like, I can't believe I did that. That we'll is pretty tough. To I'm pretty heartbroken yes. over that. I will, I will, uh, I will commission her to make two once I see mine. God bless. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, you have been tuning into Red Zone Coffee Talk. Thanks for listening. Um, it's been a pleasure. And it has been, and we will see you next time. Bad voyage, mi amigos.